spoken many times about how you have spent perhaps more time with President Xi than any other world leader. So is there going to become a time where you might call him old friend to old friend and ask him to open up China to the World Health Organization investigators who are trying to get to the bottom of COVID-19? Let's get something straight. We know each other well. We're not old friends. It's just pure business. Good to see you, Mr. President and your colleagues. Although it's not as good as a face-to-face meeting, I'm very happy to see my old friend. I'm just wondering what it means to President Biden that Putin calls Xi Jinping a friend. I don't think we're uh, overly uh, exercised about uh, uh, that comment. I mean, these are it wasn't that long ago, MJ, where they were talking about a relationship without limits, right? Partnership without limits. Uh, so we're not going to get all hot and bothered about the use of friends. What? And by the way, I want to warn you. There are two types. Of, the, the, the metals are beautiful. The ribbons are hung on. One doesn't separate. So any woman who I'm giving the one metal to, just don't get angry with me if I mess up your hair. Look, I, I didn't. I didn't know the president before I, I, I took this job, uh, but I've since got a chance to get to know him. And I'll tell you, his fine feel and touch, particularly on issues of foreign policy and national security, is very, very distinct. And he asks great questions. It is March 22nd, 2023. Welcome to The Daily Rob. You can find Rob all across the internet. Check the all my links. It's in the description. And subscribe to Rob in more than one place. I suggest YouTube, Spotify, and Substack. Now, without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, and culture's hero, the man who is leading the very competitive Smith bracket, the one and only Rob Smith. Do you know people could also come to our luxurious studios and watch the Rob is Right show in person, kind of like um, the Tonight Show? Um, uh, What, 550 seats in the auditorium, Stu, something like that? Yes, and then, you know, we are happy to kind of ignore fire code and jam a few more people in there if they are super desperate. Fuck regulations. This free country. Where would we be, Stu, if we had told King George, yes, we love your regulations. Ooh, no, we fought back. You know, when George Washington was crossing the Delaware, he didn't say we can only have 12 people in this boat. They got as many fellas in that boat as they could. He didn't have to go to the State Corporation Commission and get a license and a permit and all that other shit. Anyway, Stu, live free or die. We're about to die because we are now in the official Banana Republic state. It appears that uh, Alvin Bragg, the fat shit, corrupt George Soros DA, is going to indict Donald Trump uh, tomorrow. Um, And they're making arrangements for him to... um, surrender or arraignment sometime next week we talked about this yesterday so we won't talk about it today but speaking of donald trump the number one song on the billboard hot 100 is justice for all right now and this is the january 6 choir i listened to it it ain't al green let me tell you but um it was a two minute and 15 second you know national anthem um, and guess what? Apple nixed it. Uh, Apple iTunes, whatever you want to call them, uh, took it off their platform. The national anthem. 
<laughs> I tell you, these big tech California folks, they hate America. President of Mexico, Almo is what they call him. He denounced what's going on in New York. Um, um, this is the president of Mexico denouncing um, the legal proceedings in the in the United States for being banana republic like. How's that? But he says the Dems are politically corrupt and they're doing this purely for political reasons. And he said he's been a victim of this kind of stuff in Mexico. Um, so it's pretty sad when we have to get lessons, a lecture from one of the most corrupt states in the uh, Western Hemisphere on how to be a better non-corrupt political union. Got a big cat fight going on in France, and ooh, it's heating up. And I mean heating up because they have fires going on in the street. Again, you see the same thing with all these World Economic Forum all these liberal elite countries, President Macron has gone around his legislature, just like Joe Biden tried to do and Obama tried to do with executive orders. They're anti-republic, anti-democratic, and he has upped the uh, age in which French pensioners can collect their pensions. He did this without a vote of the legislature. Um, so what are they doing? They're pissed off. You know, the French are really good at getting in the street and there are all kinds of fires, neighborhoods being burned. This anti-Macron group are blocking gas stations. Uh, and now there is a huge fuel problem there, which makes it uh, hard for the for the government and other people to mobilize. Macron called this, he's very happy about it. He called it a non-legislative measure, but he did what he did by bureaucratic fiat. And uh, we'll see where that goes. We've been reporting on this type of thing in France for a long time. People are getting pissed off. I think an interesting thing, and I hate to have President Trump dominate everything, but I read an article today, and this is kind of the contrast with the way... Um, the interest that Donald Trump represents as opposed to the, the interest of the left. You know, I think it's disgusting how much we promote vice. The left promotes vice. Um, you know, any kind of marijuana laws are narrow, now okay. Uh, they decriminalize just about everything, even hard drugs. Uh, Donald Trump, I gave in an interview with the Washington Post, he was just honest, and he has a history of telling kids to stay away from alcohol, drugs, and tobacco. I want all A's. Okay. Okay, all A's. And when you get older, what are you going to remember? No drugs, no alcohol, no cigarettes. And you know what else? No tattoos. I don't ever want to see tattoos on you. And he's list the reason behind all this is because of his brother fred and i just think that's interesting um it's a it's a contrast and you have to ask well who really cares about whom the most um but that's the old nancy reagan philosophy in idaho um they're bringing back firing squads <laughs> uh not in all cases you have to be on the de on death row and there has to be a um a lack of availability for the 
um, drug that they squirt into you, um, the lethal injection drug. California, I'm surprised it just hasn't fallen in the ocean. There's just more and more just nonsense. You know, we've talked, they're talking about reparations in San Francisco of $5 million a person. They don't have the money, obviously. Uh, Gavin Newsom, uh, in responding to the Idaho law, said that if the GOP is so pro, pro-life, wh- why do they believe in death by firing squad, and how is that humane? Well, Gavin, perhaps if you put a little bit of fear in the hearts of criminals, they won't commit crimes, and a lot less of your your people will be shot in the street. That's what punitive measures do. And there's a history of that. Execute a few murderers and the crime rate and the murder rate goes way down, way out of proportion to the people who are executed because it's a deterrent, you dumbass. And lethal injection is not humane. You know, when they do it to animals, they completely do a sedative before they put in the actual killing chemical. And when they do it to humans, you know, it's reported that a lot of people feel respiratory distress. They feel like they're drowning or asphyxiating. And they essentially have like a panic attack until they succumb and die. So, I mean, pick your poison. What's the more painful death? Getting shot in the head or, you know, being injected with chemicals until your body shuts down. Good point, Stu. And it (laughs) ought to be left up to states and decide what to do. Or the arguably the crazy person who's getting killed. I mean, and I know Utah had that law. All right, uh, Gavin uh, Newsom, Newman Newsom, um, he's also proposing a new law. He's going to put it in front of the legislature where they're going to have um, price controls on oil and and gas at the pumps. Now we all know what this means. <laughs> it's economics one hundred and one. It's going to raise the price. He does this um, because he, they think the all-powerful, all-knowing, all-sage members of the government know more than the private sector, and that is going to bring the cost of gas down. Well, the gas price in New York, in California, is the highest in the country as it is at five dollars and eighty cents. Um, but all it's going to do is make for a shortage of gas stations. No one's going to want to be in the gas business. It's going to, to comply with the regulatory issues, it's going to make the price go up, and they're going to fuck everything up. What does the government do, Stu? The government fucks up everything they touch. There you go. Gavin's also has uh, this great idea to propose uh, 1,200 little mini houses for the homeless in California. Well, they only have like 250,000 homeless in California, but it's never crossed his mind that maybe the reason they have so many homeless in California is because they enable them and encourage them to be homeless. So why not try a different tact? I think something like a third to the half of all homeless people in the United States live in California. I think that's all I got right now, Stu. Give me some stewisms. So we're going to do some international news and we're going to look at what NATO is up to and what China and Russia are up to. And simultaneously, both of these things are occurring. But before we get to that, just one quick thing. Big earthquake in Afghanistan and Pakistan, 6.5 on the Richter scale. 
and there have been some reported deaths. And typically when you have any kind of seismic activity, it's not just one thing. And there will be things that reverberate geologically. So keeping an eye on that. But let's move on to NATO. So when NATO met, only seven of the 30 NATO allies have even met their spending targets for the year. And In this the meantime, is, we've given $100 billion to Ukraine. Yeah. And this is one less than in 2021. And so when there is an actual threat, they don't even do it. So it's not like they got their stuff together in response to a threat. And so, you know, Trump had criticized this all the time. And he and got some countries to jump it, jump up to 2%. To meet 2% of the GDP uh, gross dom- domestic product. So just kind of interesting to see. And, you know, they try to make the excuse that a few countries were almost there. But I mean, that's not what the contract is. That's not the agreement. A leader would make sure they were there. Especially yeah. if your own people were suffering uh, and you had paid $100 billion. And there's this uh, great battle for uh, Western civilization in the world going on, as they proclaim, Um, you would think Joe Biden would lead and force these countries to um, keep up with their NATO commitment. Yeah, for democracy. Yeah. The Pentagon is speeding up the delivery of Abrams tanks to Ukraine. Now, the timetable for this was a bit shocking to me. The fastest they can do is how many months? Well, Stu, I'm an honest man. You've told me how many months. You told me it was 10 months. So in eight to 10 months. But Stu, the government says they can do something in any given period of time. What does that always mean? It will probably be triple. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And so just kind of frightening that, you know, we're expected to have 10 more months of conflict with Russia, make no effort to have peace talks. And speaking of peace talks, that's what Xi Jinping has been discussing with Putin. They've been meeting extensively the past few days. And Xi Jinping is agreeing to be a mediator for these peace talks since he has no he has no personal stake and the Chinese people have no personal stake. And of course not. And so he wants responsible dialogue and for, for all parties to be met. And they're even like referring to this kind of Ukraine situation. They're not even calling it a conflict. And so Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin call the war in Ukraine the Ukrainian crisis, which makes it sound like an oil spill or something <laughs> or another Chernobyl. I mean, it's really kind of strange. And so one of the quotes that they had is that the parties note that in order to resolve the Ukrainian crisis, it is necessary to respect the legitimate concerns of all countries in the field of security and prevent the formation of block confrontation and halt actions that further fuel the conflict, which I don't disagree with. But I mean, so the uh, (laughs) the chairman president of the Communist Party of China is acting reasonable and the United States is not. Yeah. I mean, arguably Xi Jinping is doing more to prevent nuclear war than Joe Biden. And Russia is now complaining that there are actually radioactive 
bullets being used in the conflict and that this kind of radioactive Ukrainian, excuse me, that these uranium shelled bullets actually do harm to the Russian people and pollute the environment. And I've never heard of this before. Um, I've heard of like tracer bullets. So I don't know what in the world that is about, but you know, each well, side... I'd have to say blowing up buildings and schools and hosp- hospitals pollute the environment too. Uh, but we ought to be talking. Um, um, and if, you know, if both sides don't get, get what they want, the war goes on. But by talking, you, uh, you at least have a chance to, to end this um, in the incredible amount of money that the United States puts out and also need um, to stop a much wider conflagration. We, it's irresponsible not to at least have your ear there. There have been all kinds of discussions in the past uh, with someone that we are are hostile to or have some sort of an, an interest in a military conflict that the discussions lasted for years before something was worked out. It's just unbelievable how brainless uh, and dangerous this administration is. Yes, and it's the British who are being accused of supplying these uranium uh, ammo, which has apparently been used in Yugoslavia back in the day. And then just two quick other things. You know, Russia is ready to have Chinese businesses replace all the Western firms that pulled out of Russia uh, due to sanctions and the war. And then... The Ukrainians also voted today to increase their military spending budget. And so that their entire budget is $45.2 billion. So just to kind of give you an idea of how much money, you know, we have given them and what it is to have a yearly military for the entire year in Ukraine. Mm. That's all I had for today. All right, Stu. Well, thanks. You're as, as, you are as informative as ever. Hey, Stu, who's winning the basketball um, bracket again in the Smith family? Uh, you are. By, uh, I am, really? A uh, large sum. How about that? Yeah, how about that, indeed? Well, I'll catch you later. All right, bye. See ya. My fellow Americans, I'm pleased to tell you today that I've signed legislation that will outlaw Russia forever. We begin <laughs> bombing in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs>